0: In Derry, Maine, the disappearance and death of at least eight children led to the arrest of Henry Bowers, a local juvenile delinquent with a troubled past and all the hallmarks of a future serial killer. Even decades later, after Bowers escaped a mental institution and attacked the very people he had bullied his children, locals claim he's not the murderer. They claim someone, something else, is responsible. Today on the podcast. Pennywise, The Dancing Clown. Welcome to Absolutely True, True Crime,
1: a deadly serious podcast. I'm Claire, and joining me are my two crime aficionados, Brad and Tammy.
2: This week we are going to talk about Pennywise, The Dancing Clown, but we are going to first start off discussing Henry Bowers, because these are facts that we know to be true. Claire, I believe you had some background about this. Yes, I went into a deep dive.
1: As we already mentioned, Henry Bowers was actually convicted of the crimes that we're going to talk about. Um, However, there is a lot of people who believe that he was wrongly convicted and was actually innocent. And there was another suspect um, who sort of got away with all these crimes the majority of the murders the killings actually happened when he was a teenager and he was very big and strong for his age compared to other children um, of the same age and uh, due to his poor performance in school he was actually kept back a couple of terms um, which meant that he was a lot bigger and stronger than the other kids in the class already anyway. He was raised in a very poor environment which apparently was very violent as well uh, by a single father who was called Oscar Bowers but known better as Butch Bowers and ex-Marine who um, went insane and psychotic after being relieved of his duties in the war. Um, his father was also deeply racist, which is something he passed on to Henry. So not a great start for Henry Bowers.
2: I think we can like see just by his environment and the fact that he was held back that he was probably picked on for a little bit until he became so much bigger mm-hmm. than everybody else. I mean, why he kind of went down the path he did exactly.
1: And when he was at school as well, he started hanging out with um, with friends of his or other, other troubled children who were probably not a great uh, influence on him um, because they were all pretty troubled, the, the worst one of which was a kid called Patrick Hoxtedder. Um, Henry hung out with a group of these, these kids and actually made his own gang who were known as the Bowers Gang and they kind of terrorised the town of Derry for, um, for a few years. Picking on all the local kids, everyone was kind of scared of them. His two closest friends in this group were Victor Chris. Uh, who was actually one of the children who was found murdered? He was actually found decapitated, and the other. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah, and he's, he, they they described it that his head was actually ripped from his body. That was the description I oh. found in the in the details, and um, the other person that he hung out with a lot was Reginald Huggins, also known as Belch Huggins.
0: Which one of those names is worse? Oh,
1: both. They're awful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was Belch, and which one was the other name? Butch. Re- Reginald. Huggins. Huggins, AKA Belch Huggins. Yeah. I just want to oh. know, is his real name worse?
2: Uh, I would say Belch is worse. I'm sorry. It's really gross. And in one of the documentaries I watched, he, the actor they got to portray um, this person is just terrible. So I'm hoping that they just got someone who was overacting because, oh, I hope that <laughs> Mr. Belch Huggins was not this bad. Oh. Either way, he doesn't deserve the murder that... That happened. Yeah, so. he doesn't have sure. to serve to have his head ripped off.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. actually, sorry, he, he did not have his head ripped off. That was Victor Chris. Uh, when Belch oh, Huggins okay. was found, he actually had the left hand side of his face torn off. So. Oh, well, mm. yeah, you know, that's really not much better. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, mm. And other, other boys that uh, he hung around with were. God Jaegermeyer, which I hope I said correctly. Steve Sadler. I, there's no way.
0: There's no way you said that correctly.
1: <laughs> uh, what was that name Jäger-mayer. again? Jaegermeer. What was the first name? God
2: G A R D. God? God, God Jagermeer.
0: <laughs> um No. God, Look,
2: okay. We'll talk about the town itself shortly, but I have a feeling that parents just had no clue what to do anything from naming their children to watching their children to being good parents So mm, and being yeah. good adults this, so. this town at the time was definitely
1: not known for its good parenting also uh, there was also Steve <laughs> starting with naming <laughs> there was also Steve Sadler who was known as Moose Sadler there's another name for you Brad and there was Peter Gordon. And the last one was Patrick hochstetter who I mentioned before. And Patrick hochstetter was um, part of, sort of, the, of Henry's core gang. And he was uh, kind of interesting what I, kind of, I found out about him uh, through what people have uh, testimonies that um, other people in the town have done about him. Apparently he was diagnosed with solipsism disorder, which is uh, a belief that he is the only real being and everyone else in the universe is, is fake. Um, I've met people like yeah. before <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also was diagnosed with uh, so, uh, as a sociopath and a psychopath he murdered his baby brother Avery when he was five years old by smothering him which was diagnosed as cot death at the oh. time but later on uh, Patrick actually inadvertently revealed to his father that that's what happened um, and then I also found out that around the time of the killings that we're going to talk about there was actually a big um, sort of argument between Patrick and Henry. We don't really know what about. Um, but uh, some people at the time believe that they may have also had a sexual relationship. So maybe it was due to that. Um, they also believed at the time that Patrick was um, had a, uh, a penchant for um, torturing small animals as well. So not really a great gang that Henry was surrounded by, obviously. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
1: I also uh, mentioned about Henry's father, but Henry's mother actually left his father um, because he was so violent to her. So she left. But then Butch had a girlfriend called Rena Davenport, and she was kind of around and used to come at the weekends and cook dinner for them all. And then I also have a list of some of the things that are reported that Henry did. He, at one point, had partially carved his name into the body of um, one of the other students at his school. He broke another boy's arm. Also, uh, whitewashed another boy's face in snow until it bled, which is really horrible.
2: How? I I, I don't
1: know.
0: (laughs) I need to have that explained. I don't know. I
1: I don't know. That's what I read. And I was like, what? Um, Does
2: that mean just
0: like like did he freeze his face with snow until yeah, it bled? I, I don't get it. Like if you said ice like if he was like I don't know like smashing his face oh. into ice till it <laughs> bled. That's maybe fun. he got frostbite you...
1: and that's how it bled.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But wouldn't frostbite be the notable thing and not bleeding? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Listen, if anyone if anyone has ever uh, whitewashed someone's <laughs> face to let bled in the snow, could you please explain what that means? And also, what were you doing there but, when that happened? And also, we'll discuss you in a future episode, probably,
1: because you yeah, are a psychopath. Yeah, I'm sure. One of the, the sort of most horrendous acts he did, he murdered his own father with a switchblade.
2: Yeah, this this kid, There's there was some issues. And this stuff all happened before what... The murders he was actually convicted mm-hmm. of. Correct? This was all in the lead up. Jeez. He also apparently was no known to, he did to
1: threaten um, girls at school with sexual violence. So not yeah, not a great not guy, shocking. but was not Did he do all. these murders? We know he murdered his father, but these other murders, we'll we'll find out.
0: This is the, this whole town. There's is, an, is strangely permissive. Mm-hmm. Like there is a lot going on here. Like, I I don't know. I feel like maybe the first time you whitewash somebody's face with snow, (laughs) whatever that means, (laughs) I feel like someone needs to get involved and be like, hey, stop making people's faces bleed from snow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You need help.
1: I mean, as I said, he was kept back a couple of grades at school, but I really feel like
0: a lot of this, you know, it it should be stopped for. If you cut one of your initials into someone else's flash... I feel like maybe more than getting held back in school is is probably in order.
2: But you know, Brad, I think to that point, that's kind of where the whole town of Derry is at fault. And there's just so much of a, a history there in the town as well. So uh, Claire, I know you went deep diving into the town of Derry, I did. which good on you because I couldn't do it. I was like, these people are nuts. I can't even look into this town.
1: <laughs> it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was in dark reading. I mean, I'm not going to be going to to Derry as a vacation spot anytime soon because even even quite. without just these uh, these murders that have happened, it's it seems like a dark place. It's uh,
0: well, yeah. on 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 average, it's there are are six times the average um of anywhere else for missing persons and and deaths. Oh and my that's gosh. and that's just the adults. Wow. The children, it's higher. Wow. So maybe just stay away. Yeah. <laughs> also, you could you can bleed from your face
1: because of snow there <laughs> somehow. There's probably a lot nicer places <laughs> up, you know. If you if you want to go to like New England, maybe, you know, go to somewhere somewhere nicer. Go to New yeah, Hampshire.
2: No, avoid dairy and probably like a 50 mile radius of Derry. Yeah, dairy definitely. It's probably mm-hmm. a safe bet. Claire, can you go a, just a little bit into the town of Derry itself? Sure. Um, because I, I definitely safely wanted... Please go safely. Just, I will.
1: I'll, I'll venture safely into the town. I wanted to go into the town because the horrific things that happen in this town, obviously that's got to have an effect on someone as well. The town was founded, we think, around 1735, 1740, Um, And pretty much as soon as it was founded as a logging town um, over the first three years that it was founded, 300 settlers vanished and they don't seem to know at all what happened to these settlers, which is it kind of really reminded me of the whole thing with Roanoke and the Roanoke colony. But I mean, I'd never heard of this, this colony going missing before I did this research. Whereas Roanoke, I feel like is much more well known about, but nobody knows what happened to these 300 settlers, uh, which is crazy. Um, and then there's just like over the years just a series of horrific things like in uh, 1851 there was a man called John Markson and he just suddenly without reason apparently it was not anticipated at all poisoned his entire family and then committed suicide by eating white nightshade mushrooms. It was a really horrific long drawn out deaths for all of them. Oh, in 1876 there was a group of lumberjacks, a large group of lumberjacks who were just found murdered near a stream and nobody knows what happened to them. There was another lumberjack in 1904, I believe, and he uh without warning just murdered a dozen men in a bar with an axe. And then a mob pursued him through the town and hung him up. Um, But again, there's no; they don't seem to know why it happened. It just suddenly happened. In 1906, so just two years after that, there was a huge explosion at some ironworks um, during an Easter egg hunt, and obviously most of the town was out looking for Easter eggs with the children. And the the ironworks exploded, and during that, there were it's believed there were 108 people killed, 88 of which
0: were children, which is is horrific. I mean, I do question having an Easter egg hunt at an ironworks facility. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's. Yeah. But it, I. You know what, Brad? That goes to my point that these adults seem pretty terrible in this town. That's so. true. There's That's no true. thoughts of health and safety.
1: Awards. No, no, exactly. Uh, there was also a big um, shooting as well during a robbery, which was. Uh, it was in 1929. There was a gang called the Bradley Gang, which consisted of George and Al Bradley. Um, they were a group of bandits, and they went to rob and murder all the store owners of the town. Um, but instead, they ended up being brutally gunned down by the citizens of Derry. Um, and apparently, <laughs> after which is is yeah you know, good justice for them. But apparently, after this, the police completely pretended it never happened, and a lot of the town residents questioned no, that at no. the time, and the police just denied knowledge that this ever happened which is really dark and then one of the um, the last ones I found was in 1930 again getting more recent um, there was a group called the Main Legion of White Decency which you can imagine oh, who, who that was <laughs> they're a northern counterpart to the Ku Klux Klan
2: and, uh, Henry's, Henry's uh, father and grandfather were definitely oh, part definitely. of definitely.
1: I'm sure they were. I'm, yeah, they were definitely it's, part listen, of Listen, it's just
0: their heritage, alright? It's okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, they were definitely whitewashing people's faces in snow in this group.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And they uh, went to a local nightclub called the Black Spot... Uh, which was on a local army base and it was known to cater to African Americans and they uh, set fire to it and burnt the whole place down with uh, all the people inside. So I just kept every time I thought I was coming to the end of all the horrific things that happened in this town, there was just more. It was
2: and and I know in your research, it seems like things happen like every thirty years or so. Right? Yeah, which was also something strange about that town. Definitely,
1: and it, it's kind of hard now to find out a lot of details as to what happened um, over the last sort of fifty years or so, mainly because the worst storm that in uh, Maine's history kind of swept through the area, and unfortunately, this town was. was particularly affected and actually half of the downtown area just completely collapsed into the ground so because of that obviously um, a lot of the records of what was going on in the town went with it so it's kind of hard to find information now about any of these events at all
2: and then so we have this kid who grows up in this town which is just seems like the worst place to grow up unfortunately Mm -hmm. he has a really terrible childhood As he gets older, he's still a bully. And then what we can find out is when he was in high school, right? It was when he was in high school that kids started going missing. Or no, even middle school, Mm -hmm. right? When Henry was... He was held back, so I keep thinking because he's older Mm -hmm. (laughs) that he was in high school. He should have been in high school, but he was not. He was in middle school. We've got like six missing kids, I think, or up to six missing Mm -hmm. kids and maybe some adults. And this was... Was this after or before he killed his dad? This was before,
1: so um, it all kind of led up to him. So um, I I actually read some, uh, you know, little kind of snippets said he was kind of his sanity was slowly deteriorating over the summer when most of these these children went went missing. And then it kind of culminated with him killing his father, Mm -hmm. um, which is also why they and he was actually kind of arrested shortly after that Um, so after because after that you then had his two of his friends in his in the Bowers gang that were found dead which was Victor and Victor Chris and Belch Huggins Um, so they do think it, it points to slowly his sanity deteriorating over that time and more and more children going missing
2: but he did confess
1: to all of them, right? He, um, well, apparently I, re- I read that he did confess, but then I've also read yeah. that he, he was, he was basically charged and convicted. Um, I read one case that said he did confess, but then I would read one that he didn't confess, but he put up, oh, okay. put up no protest. So one oh, that he okay. said he timeless. did it and then one that he's, he, he never said he didn't do it. But either way, he was, I mean, even if he, he was insane, he was deemed mentally competent to stand trial. Oh jeez,
0: wasn't he in a mental institution?
1: Yeah, he was, but he was he was deemed mentally after- competent to stand trial, and then he oh, was I- committed to uh, Juniper Hill Asylum, which is where he ended
2: up. Yeah, so he yeah, so he ends up in this asylum, and uh, and that was roughly you know thirty some odd years or whatever. He was he was in there pretty much yeah. his whole adult life. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then he escapes, which is also crazy because how does he escape claire well i mean it's,
1: it nobody really knows how he escaped because apparently he okay. was he was kind of you know, it didn't really display much violence um, from what I could read when he was in there. But um, all of a sudden, he um, just escaped. Nobody really knows how it happened. And he managed to actually kill one of the guards, which was John Koontz, one of the guards, as he was escaping. Um, and John Koontz again looked like he was, it, there was stories about his throat being torn out. Um, so nobody really knows how it happened and how he managed to escape. Um, as I said, there wasn't that much information on it. It's the okay. information I found was just of his escape, and then he, you know, appears um, in Derry, you know, shortly after that, um, which is when he then attacked uh, his next victim, which was the town librarian Mike Hanlon, and he stabbed him in his femoral artery in the thigh, which is crazy. Oh, and he apparently was also injured, but managed to escape again.
2: So he went, he went back to his old stomping ground. Mm-hmm. This is where he knew, so that's where he went back. Ugh. And around that time when he escaped, that's also when the town says that other children went missing or murdered mm-hmm. again. And not just children that second time around. It was it was adults as well. So, yeah. I mean, besides the guard that he killed. There was definitely so. at least one young adult who's called Adrian Mellon.
1: He was attacked. It was during a, uh, I think the Dairy festival or Dairy Day? It was it was some kind of festival going on in the town. I can't remember <laughs> no, which one it wanted was. It to
2: be I wish Day it was Dairy things. Day,
1: and <laughs> um, I wish it was Dairy Day. And he was attacked by a group during that. Went missing shortly after, and then his body was discovered, and he had been murdered. So initially, um, people thought it was this this gang that did it but luckily his or unluckily his his boyfriend actually saw what happened I think his boyfriend's name was Don and he witnessed the whole thing and testified that it wasn't the gang that killed him the gang actually just started yelling abuse at Adrian and Don and um, kind of shoving him and stuff and calling him homophobic insults and they ended up throwing him over the bridge. Um, and which is really which is
2: not crazy. that crazy. No, exactly. Why? It's crazy.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but Don says that he was still alive after that, and he saw um, Adrian dragged under the bridge by a man dressed as a clown, which is kind of one of oh. the many mentions
2: we get of this
1: mysterious other figure that possibly is to blame.
2: Is there anything else we have to discuss on Henry Bowers? Because I'd like to kind of move along. You know, we ha- talked about these missing kids, but there were children in that town who, even as adults, claimed something different happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing I wanted to mention, saying about the,
1: the children that said something different happened, the only thing I want to mention is that Henry actually was, was killed himself shortly after he escaped oh, yeah, that's- um, from Juniper Hill. He, As I said, he headed back to Derry. It was his old stomping ground. He... Um, Attacked the librarian Mike Hanlon, who was actually one of the children he used to to bully a lot as a, as a child himself, and then he ended up at. Um uh, one of the the houses in central Derry and attacked Edward Kaprac and actually rebroke his arm in the same place that he broke Eddie's arm as a child oh. which is really hard <laughs> um, and this is actually when Eddie um, ended up murdering Henry in self-defense with a broken bottle and weirdly yeah. Eddie was actually went missing shortly after this and nobody really knows what happened to him that's something else I found but I couldn't really
2: find what happened to Eddie. Such a, it, all, all that alone would be a crazy story about this, like, you know, somebody who was convicted of murder, mm-hmm. this guy Henry Bowers, and his life, and what he went through, and the fact that he escaped, like, there's not a lot of uh, criminals that we see at any time frame that have done so much and then escaped mm-hmm. to then commit, yeah. you know, recommit crimes. Um, sometimes we've heard of people being released in some way, and then recommitting crimes, but to to escape and then go directly back into uh murder like yeah really attempting to murder people um and it's just such a sad ending for him mm-hmm. I, I mean he was a terrible person but uh, that doesn't mean that i'm i'm happy he died he maybe was at least safe in the in juniper hills so and as far as i could tell totally.
1: he so, didn't man. really cause much trouble in Juniper Hill, he, you know, just kind of kept to
2: himself. All right, so I think uh, if you're ready, we should kind of move on to these other stories. Mm-hmm. That okay? So, and I and I call them stories because these are really unbelievable. Yeah. But this is this is kind of what other people, and namely people who were children at the time, say happened in Dairy, Maine. And the things that happened as children, and that happened again as adults, um, surrounding these crimes that Henry Bowers was actually convicted of. And it's—I just want to mention as well.
1: I did when I was doing research uh, into the history of the town. I did find that um, there was a mention of at the shooting. Um, the Bradley gang shooting that I mentioned happened in the around 1930 um, apparently a witness who was alive at the shooting and this was years and years and years later actually mentioned that he saw at the shooting there was a, um, a clown present at that shooting um, oh, but again it's kind of hard to tell if that happened at the time but because because the testimony was so many years later that could possibly as well be influenced by all the other stories that were going around at the time uh, that the children were talking about so
2: well you know it's because it's, it's rare that anybody but these children talk about seeing a clown mm-hmm. yeah
1: I haven't seen any any adults really talk, talk about it
2: which you would think um right as we get into this here that, that these kids talk about it so much as if this clown was everywhere and yet nobody but them seems to see it but we also know the adults in this town are terrible so yeah, true. you know it's, it's so hard to like determine uh what's real and what's not uh so we have seven kids uh, I think in the documentary I watched they called themselves the lucky seven or the losers club mm-hmm. whichever you want to call them um we have bill den Denbro, one of the missing children at the time and one of the ones found dead was his little brother georgie mm-hmm. which is the saddest yeah. and they found his little brother i think with his arm torn off or something
0: yeah. like that yeah Ugh,
2: which is it was crazy. his arm was and, torn off and it looked like he'd just been dumped in this um, like gutter it
1: was it was yeah. pretty horrible
2: so he, he's one of the people that speaks out f- for the fact that there is a clown, is what he's saying. And then there's Ben Hascom. So Ben was someone who moved into Derry. i I like to think all these people moved into Derry and then quickly moved out. <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> well, I but, think you have to move into Derry, because it seems like their population is doing nothing but shrinking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Ben, it was, uh, I believe he had lost his father. And so him and his mom moved in with her sister, so his aunt, um, and was having a real tough go of, of kind of fitting in. And it was, you know, a little chunkier, so he would get picked on at school. Uh, so he was really just looking for friends. And I don't know if it's good or bad that he fell in with the loser club. <laughs> um, but that's who he fell in with. And then we have uh, Beverly Marsh. Mm-hmm. she lived on quote-unquote the poor side of town and sh- her dad was the school janitor and we do know that her dad it seemed like maybe had a, a drinking problem of some sort but was definitely abusive toward her yeah this sad. i mean this whole town uh, is all, just all horrific of this story is just sad yeah uh you're gonna hear me say that a lot it's just so sad and then there's richie tozer i don't even know he seemed like someone who was just hyperactive uh, and he seemed like someone if he
1: was like you know a kid today he would be diagnosed with like adhd or something for sure
2: yeah 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 um and then there was eddie uh Kasprack, which claire you talked about him a little bit and uh mike hanlon who later became the school librarian or not the school librarian just the town librarian mm-hmm. And he was almost like a historian as a kid. I think it was like his dad or something was really into the history of the town, and so he kind of picked that up as well. And so he was he was really knowledgeable about um, a lot of things, Claire, that you had brought up about the town that happened, like from the time it was founded up until recent times. Yeah, so he knew a lot of history about the town. Definitely a lot of
1: that. And the then, stuff I found was like directly, um, you know, had been kind of put together by. Mike Hannon or his dad or his you know, his grandfather's it, it was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. They're they're definitely one of the few families that was like there forever. Mm-hmm. Like his family for some reason just really liked hanging out in Derry. I'm not sure why. Um and then there was Stanley Uris. And Stanley was literally a Boy Scout and yeah. <laughs> he just He wanted everything to be good and pure in the world. I really feel for Stanley. Um, you know, I, I think we can go ahead and jump to the fact that as an adult, he actually committed suicide. He, this, the whole episode that these kids talk about growing up affected him so deeply that, you know, he just, as an adult, he couldn't handle the fact that any of these things actually happened to him. And, you know, you hear that, um, and different people that have even PTSD and that kind of stuff, like, they just – they can't wrap their mind around the fact that some of these things happened. And uh, that's kind of where poor, poor Stanley was at. He was just really a, a sweet kid. Mm-hmm. We started uh, learning about these stories uh, really with Bill. And him talking about his brother Georgie. Well, I think it's interesting that Bill. um, I mean, he uh, some
1: some people listening might know he went on to become a relatively famous writer. Um, He was always apparently like as a kid he was really into writing stories um, and just was like a a kind of natural storyteller. So I think it would make sense for him to you know to to come out with this information. He was very good at describing these. Uh, you know things that he'd seen Um, but then also I think maybe some people thought well you know it's just Bill telling his stories you know that's what he does and maybe unlikely to believe it because some of it does sound kind of crazy
2: yeah so some of the things that he says he saw is um, obviously he wasn't there when Georgie was abducted and then murdered but he says, I think it was shortly after Georgie's funeral. He says he that the photo album of Georgie's like moved on its own or something and then like there was blood pouring out of it and he could see it, but his parents could't yeah And unfortunately it just seems like that's a lot of these kids stories is that they're these things that they see but and and other their friends, all these kids in the losers club see happening, but adults don't seem to notice. Mm-hmm. It also seems like um. Um, Bill, his
1: parents, I mean, we spoke a bit about Ben's parents obviously weren't present. Beverly's parents were, uh, you know, it was her dad. He was quite abusive. They they seem to be quite distant and uninterested in mm-hmm. um, actively engaging in their children's lives. So you do kind of wonder if this was a thing that the children kind of came up with to get attention somewhat. You know, which I'm sure, again, was what some people kind of thought when they started saying these crazy tales but um, they really stuck with it and just kind of said more and more things in regards to this, um, these weird happenings after these murders took place.
0: It's yeah, well, really hard to tell at this point what was actually going on, if anything, mm-hmm. because these kids have clearly they've been through a lot of trauma. They're either being abused, they're seeing their friends missing or murdered. Like, they're being harassed by Henry Bowers. There's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. You can see where they might start imagining things and where there's, like, a a shared hallucination going on. Mm -hmm. But then we start really getting into the, the clown stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it almost it, yeah, exactly. I think the shared hallucination, almost like a social contagion, especially since these kids were so close. Um, so the clown things, yeah, they they describe a clown and I don't want to laugh, but it's it's so crazy to me. They describe this clown that he speaks with, like, a, a very deep cadence, and then he talking to them and taunting them, and then, like, he bares his teeth, and it's, you know, he's almost monstrous. Ben actually saw bones out in the water, mm. and then saw his dad, who then turned into Pennywise, because that's- we do find out that his name is Pennywise, but it's, like, that's- it's so- The fact that all these kids had this individually is the only thing that makes me, like, really wonder, like, okay, how much of this is true and how much is false, just because it's not like they're all there all the time together. They all have these, their own separate interactions with this clown. And that's,
0: I think that's part, that's part of the issue is because they, they are all seeing different things. It always ties back to a clown, Mm -hmm. which means, which is why a lot of people think that there could actually have been you know, a murderer, like, you know, dressing up as a clown and killing people. And, you know, these kids being traumatized and through the, you know, the PTSD of it all, maybe they're not remembering things clearly. They're young kids. Yeah, I think
2: they were all around, like, 11 or 12. They were young. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and there was
1: also a name that kept being, I mean, you said about this name Pennywise the Clown seemed to be the name given to what the children called the clown. But there also kept being this name that would come up um you know sometimes as well when they were talking about it which was uh, robert gray or bob gray so some people theorized that there was this man called robert gray who would dress up as a clown so that was kind of the true part of it and then the children were elaborating on it because they all said that they would see different things like uh, werewolves and you know Piranhas. Yeah. At one point, they saw piranhas in a in a stream and said that it was the clown in disguise. You know, so it's kind of hard to to separate, um, right. you know, truth from
2: from what they were making up. You know? Yeah, and I think like I, one of the one the stories that stuck with me is poor Beverly. Like she had a it was so. Crazy. Like, she had, like, a balloon or something come up from her sink, and it exploded, and there was blood everywhere and blood on her, but her, and she called her dad in, and her dad didn't notice, so she cleaned it up, and immediately all the blood was back. Whoa. Until she had her friends come over, they noticed all the blood and kind of questioned her, like, what happened in this bathroom? And so she at least didn't feel like she was crazy and seeing it by herself, which to me is, like, the story that stuck with me the most, because I feel like that was probably one of the early times that these kids all realized that they were having these shared experiences. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, true. Well, or at least they're enforcing each other. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, they're they're reinforcing what they feel they think that happened. Yeah. But it's it's just so, yeah, I I also tend to believe um, that if it was not Henry Bowers, and again, that it, that just never sat well with me, because the fact that all these kids, you know, there are kids that go missing years later, and I feel like for some of them, either he was just escaping, or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if he would even know where children lived in Derry, you know, so many years later. Yeah. So,
0: well, I mean, I think there's definitely room that there could have been, you know, a copycat killer. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's not really talked about much, that, you know, he did all of this, you know, and years later, someone else uh, decides to do the same thing. It's
1: yeah. That was a theory as Eddie- well about, with the death of Eddie Kasprack is that, you know, he was, um, Henry was eventually murdered by Eddie Kasprack, and that you know eddie then went missing shortly after that and one theory is that you know there was this copycat killer and they killed eddie as revenge
2: yeah and i think the other um thing that happens here is like these kids are so they're so engrossed in their own story of there being this killer clown that when um Henry is is actually, you know, convicted of these crimes that is the same time these kids magically think they took down this clown. Mm-hmm. Like it's just they they really build on what's happening in this town and their own story. And mm-hmm. it's so deep that, you know, when the kids go missing later on, you know, some 30 odd years later, then mike who still is the only person that lives in dairy anymore actually calls everyone back and says hey guys we didn't get this clown when we were kids we need to take him down now because he's killing kids again which the fact that all of these now adults who have moved away from dairy come back to take down this clown is unbelievable and they were all very successful as well
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, if I get a phone call right now from somebody that I went to middle school with and says, hey, that time we thought we killed a clown, we didn't. I need you to come back and help me kill a clown. I think I just maybe don't return that phone call.
2: Yeah, 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 and and it's so strange because you know I talked about the adults in dairy, and these kids kind of took on that same role when they became adults. They really kind of forgot a lot of it. I feel like that's not something I would forget. Yeah, like yeah. if I killed a clown, because it it was like when Mike um, called them back to town. It was almost like it hit them all of a sudden, like this memory of killing this clown. Um, so they, they felt the need to go back, but it's like, oh no, that's not something I would ever, I feel, I don't think I would ever forget. It's definitely like
1: there yeah. was some suppressed memories going on. It was really
0: weird. Like, well, And also remember, there was never, no one ever found a body of a clown anywhere. No. The, no. These these kids are the only ones talking about a clown. Yeah. yeah.
2: But so, you know, so, now that we've kind of talked about what the kids say too, that we have all this stuff and there have been, you know, documentaries and books written about this, these crimes, but everyone always writes about the clown portion of it because it's the most interesting part of, of these crimes. If it's just Henry, it's just kind of a sad story. Right. But now we have this clown story and that it's really taken over like pop culture in Mm -hmm. general. There's, Artwork of this supposed clown. Um, I think it was in 2016 where people actually said they had clown sightings of people coming out of the woods. They were actually like all over the world. I thought it was like a a
1: thing like in the US and UK, but I actually read that it it started in like Northampton in England and Staten Island in New York, but then it spread to like Alabama, uh, South Carolina, Florida, Wisconsin, Kentucky, and is now worldwide they're being reported it's kind yeah. of
2: crazy and, and supposedly like the the thought is it actually started out as like a viral marketing campaign and just kind of like went nuts from there that idea of a clown something that's supposed to be happy and for children and all this stuff and being a murderer it's it's a lot for people to take and that's what makes it so scary mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's definitely where this this kind of story could take off and has taken off yeah so, um, is there anything else we want to say about the kids' story at all?
1: Um, I wanted to mention about saying about it was only the kids that sort of saw this clown. Um, I sort of mentioned earlier about uh, when the death of Adrian Mellon when his, his boyfriend Don saw him killed. He reported seeing this clown. And I kind of, that's the only, well, one of the only sort of mentions I saw of that. Um, and I was kind of surprised by that, but then I figured... At this point, this was a long time after the kids had already been saying these stories about this clown. That has probably become like part of the local folklore of this town, you know, that people. We're like, oh yeah, you know this. The, you know, tells about this this booger man who lives in the town that's this clown. So in you know seeing your boyfriend murdered in front of you is horrific. Um, then maybe he did imagine seeing this clown, or or maybe there was someone actually there dressed as this clown.
2: It's it's a town I never want to visit. Yeah. F Y I, guys, <laughs> I'm never yeah. going to Dairy Maine I you know I enjoy true crime.
0: Not I, even for Dairy Days.
2: Not <laughs> even for nope, Dairy nope. Days. <laughs> I could make a really terrible lactose intolerant joke there, but I won't. So, but yeah, no, <laughs> no dairy days for me.
0: What about, what about for a face full of snow?
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe for my enemies, Brad. Maybe for my enemies. Yeah, but I, I can't imagine. It's it's one of those places that I'm sure there there are some people that go there just for morbid curiosity, but it's like, oh, I have no interest in going no. to this town. I just, just
1: I feel like everywhere I terrible. went in that town, I would just feel sad <laughs> because there's just yeah all these horrific things that have happened there. Yeah.
2: So in doing the research, I know the only documentary I watched was made in like the '90s called It, and that was of course surrounding the whole story about. Pennywise and the clown, which is why Claire, I wanted you to go into the um, Henry Bowers. What did you guys uh, look for when you did your research? I'd I'd previously
1: um, seen that documentary and I'd read like quite an in-depth book. Um, I think in the public and the the documentary that was on television was kind of adapted from the book. And I'd read that like a long time ago, but I kind of read a Cliff's Notes of that again and reminded myself of stuff because I figured, you know, that's the original. Information or the the original story put down um, that everything else has kind of come from. So I was kind of interested to see what there was in that from you know witness statements and that kind of thing.
0: I watched I watched uh, I watched about half of the 1990 documentary because it's very very long. Mm. Yeah, um, it
2: is. It really is.
0: Like it was originally two parts on TV. And so I watched the I watched the first half of that, and then I watched I wa- actually watched most of the uh, the 2017 uh, documentary as well.
2: And they're doing that in two parts, aren't they? Because I believe they're
0: yes. doing a follow
1: up this yeah. year.
2: I think I mean you almost have to because you have to look at what happened in Derry when these kids say they experienced all this, and then you have to look from an adult perspective. I mean they're they're really not changing their story. In fact, they're even like doubling down on what they say. Yeah. But but it's just so much to tell that you, you have to break it up.
1: I kind of wonder, and like, what document- do they have to gain if by lying about this story? You know, it's, it's, quite, it's hard to believe, but then if they were lying about it, then what do they have to gain by kind of doubling down on it?
2: Yeah, because I understand, I think, Brad, you had mentioned, like, as kids, it, it might have been a way to seek attention. It might have also been an escape for them. you know uh but yeah as adults they all seem to go off and be fairly um uh, successful Mm -hmm. so
0: it's it's really it's like it seems like because there's no mention of it you know later on so the fact that then they would go back to it like all those years later i just wonder you know because there was you know another rash of, of children going missing um, well, also,
1: they're, they're, one of their close friends as a child, like, actually committed suicide, like um, Stan Uris did, yeah. so maybe there was you know, that kind of it was like a PTSD thing, it sort of reignited this, I don't know What's the what's the shared right. manners, Follierd you, between, between the remaining six of them?
2: Yeah, I don't know what they, they really had to gain, which is the only reason that I'm just like I feel like it wasn't Henry. I feel like it was someone, even if it was just someone dressed as a clown that committed these yeah. murders. It's really what pushes that theory. Well, to and the especially,
0: for especially if you've seen the movie Gacy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, like the the idea of somebody dressing up as a clown and killing people is a thing, definitely. You know, in pop culture, it's an idea that's out there.
2: Um, is there anything else you guys want to say as far as research goes?
1: Um, I thought it was interesting that I found that there's a punk rock band that actually named themselves mm-hmm. after these kind of stories that appeared in this documentary. So I'm guessing they're fans that have seen the documentaries and are fans of them because they actually named the band Pennywise. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. There's also there's also an uncomfortable uh, amount of, like, t-shirts and memes and paraphernalia oh, out yeah. there. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, for... Someone accused of of many many child murders. I don't I don't I don't know how tasteful that yeah. is. Well, yeah, no, I saw th-
1: I saw someone um, once wearing a t shirt with Myra Hindley on it as well. So I was like, eh, it's another known child murderer. And um,
2: yeah, it, it's a it's a weird time we're living in, guys. And and we can say this as people who are doing a true crime pro- podcast. We're all fascinated by it. However, I especially between the three of us, I can say that we don't want to glorify what these people did. Mm-hmm. So right. it's right. it's just and and when yeah I see things like that with Pennywise on them, it's it's a little <laughs> it's a little like uh, okay I get it because a lot of people don't believe it's true. But for someone like me who believes maybe not some magical clown, but a real person dressed as a clown killed these kids, it's a little disturbing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Brad, I think that brings us uh, to another segment, if you'd like to introduce it.
0: All right, yes. Yeah, so this segment is Judge, judge Jury, jury and, executioner. and Executioner. Obviously, we will be taking on the roles. Not of Judge, Jury, and Executioner, because that that wouldn't be helpful for anyone, and none of us support <laughs> the death penalty. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but we will be taking on Prosecution, Defense, and Judge. Now, I understand the title seems misleading and somewhat <laughs> confusing but in reality it's a much better title it ju- it just it's much more stepping. it just is so unfortunately we're hamstrung on this one um we've set the title <laughs> we're not gonna change it please stop sending letters because it's time for judge, judge. jury judge. and executioner And the previous episode of the podcast uh, we went to uh, random.org and randomized the list so Claire you will be serving as our judge yes got my Tammy you will be the prosecution and I will be the defense in the podcast versus Pennywise the clown
2: <laughs> which is just uh, I'm gonna be honest it was a little difficult because since I don't know if this story is true or not I'm just like All right, I will prosecute, as if Pennywise is true. So,
1: yep. And I'm glad I didn't have to do the work for you guys. You guys just have to convince me.
0: Right. (laughs) And Claire, I hope you will be an impartial judge. I'm gonna try. And and, uh, just listen to the evidence brought before you. And, uh, yeah. So, with that being said, Claire, do you have any... uh, um, any instructions you want to give to counsel before we present our cases? Um, I would
1: just say, keep it civil um, between each other. Please do not interrupt. You will be held in contempt of court. Uh, I've got no problems uh, chucking you out of my courtroom. And with that, uh, I would ask the, um,
0: the defense to go first, please. Your Honor, this is a simple case. We are prosecuting Pennywise the Dancing Clown Mm -hmm. First there's no evidence that Pennywise the Dancing Clown exists at all the only people that have spoken of Pennywise are children that were under incredibly incredibly uh, stressful situations that had lost friends and family that had been through a, a horrific experience we know that Henry Bower's Killed his father. Mm -hmm. We know that he, he tortured classmates. He was a troubled kid. There's no reason to go to magical clowns. It's a very upsetting story, what happened in this town. And it's even sadder because the entire town seems to be uncaring. We talked about the fact that that um, adults on average either die or go missing under mysterious circumstances six times uh, the national average, and it's even higher for children. So I can't imagine what it's like to be a child in this town. But if you are, I can see where coming up with a story from outside of the town, some some clown, some some person that is not someone you see every day makes more sense than saying, oh yeah, this kid that I go to school with is the one that did all of this. And I think that's what happened here.
1: Okay, defense. No,
0: nope. oh, prosecution.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was defense. Yes, prosecution,
2: you're up. <laughs> all right. So I am, I'm actually inspired of Mr. Henry Bowers. I don't think he committed all those crimes. I definitely think he he killed his father. I definitely think he was torturing other kids. I think he needed some mental help and mental stability. But I don't think that he killed um, or murdered the other missing children in Derry, Maine. Uh, I do think that it was someone dressed as a clown. Um, I do think all of that is true, and I'm here to just call it out and say it was Pennywise the Dancing Clown. That's it. That's I'm going with it. And if we are to believe that this guy came dressed as a clown, what a creep, okay? Dressed as a freaking clown, are you <laughs> kidding me? And he comes in town, and not only does he take children, he also takes adults, by the way. We didn't discuss Audra, who is, I think, Bill's maybe wife? Uh, so Audrey yes, friends' she, she was. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, he's not just murdering; he's also just kidnapping people. Um, I think she was like in almost in a uh, catatonic state for a while after being returned, so she can't even talk about what happened. We have um, the children that were murdered and found because some of these kids just went missing. They were tortured and mutilated, and in this horrific way. And yes, I agree. The children of Derry, Maine, who remained in the Losers Club and talked about Pennywise the Clown definitely, I think, embellished the story. But, I think they all saw someone. I think they tried to do something about it. It's unfortunate that they were children and the adults did not protect them the way they should have been. But they tried to take as much law into their own hands as they could. They didn't take down either this clown or maybe a copycat killer in the future. But these things repeated themselves. This is not a one-time deal and and nothing else happened afterward. Other kids went missing. I think we learned about the story of uh, Lorianne who just was taken off of her, her little bike in front of her house. So this killer was just in everyone's faces. It's just the adults of this town were the worst and didn't pay attention. But you know, to, to be so, um, out there in the public eye, I, I'm, you know, I don't know who in the town was dressed as this clown, but I think it's someone who lived among them. I don't think it's, like, someone who, like, lived in the forest, like, this 2016 marketing campaign would assume. I think it was someone that lived among them in the town, was watching these children, maybe even someone who worked at the school, something like that, dressed as a clown to entice these kids Away from their families and horrifically murdered them, guys. I think Penny well- Pennywise, Pennywise the Clown, is definitely uh, should be prosecuted for his crimes.
1: The actual- uh, now, uh, Tavi for the prosecution. Um, obviously, as judge, I cannot prosecute um, someone for their crimes if that person is is an idea and not a a solid identity. Do you no, have an identity I- to put forward to me that we could?
2: No, and that's also where I think the town has failed. I think that, I mean, even if they thought Henry Bowers did it, the fact that they have not prosecuted someone in these, you know, in the most recent crimes that brought those children, now adults, back to Derry, Maine, is unreal to me, that the the police have not um, really looked for this person. I think the most that they did is they, like, had set, like, a curfew at night so kids wouldn't be out, but This guy who already knew where these kids lived was right in in their neighborhoods. They didn't need a curfew. They needed someone to protect them. And the town has definitely been failed by the the police department. And maybe even not calling in um, other authorities to come and help them. It's just... (laughs) I just really... This town of Derry is just a mess. Um, But I don't have an exact person because I also am not part of the police department and I'm never going to Derry to look (laughs) for this person. But I definitely think it was not Henry Bowers. It's a real person who dresses a clown. And if the kids want to call him Pennywise, I have no problem calling him that either.
0: So, question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes? The Pennywise that committed the crime um, nearly 30 years before... Is it the same Pennywise that then commits the later crimes?
2: I think that's very possible. I actually do.
0: So where was Pennywise um, during all all those years?
2: I think what happened is he allowed Henry to take the fall. And um, he kind of went underground for a while, which is not necessarily unheard of with um, criminals uh, that are serial killers. They will sometimes be able to hold back and maybe not commit the same crimes, but maybe something different to satiate their uh, their urges. Uh, But, you know, once uh,
0: how old how old do you presume Pennywise to be?
2: I think when Pennywise first started, he was actually probably, I don't want to say young, like a kid young, but I think he was probably in his mid twenties or thirties and he's taking kids. So it's not like they are putting up a fight. Um, and if he's dressing as a clown and enticing them out with balloons and with, you know, the, the, I think at one point, um, at least the theory that Bill had is that little Georgie had been told there was like a carnival or something like that. So, you know, they're, and when I say sure. kids, he's little, like, five- and six-year-old children. Right, right. So-
0: but also, now he's he would be... Uh- in or near his sixties. Yeah. Um, Pennywise, sure. the dancing clown near sixties. <laughs> and he's not only taking children because um, we have these kids that grew up and came back to town um, claiming that they um, have had to fight with Pennywise, the clown again. Um, yeah. So why is it that six adults can't take on a 60 year old man?
2: Well, I will say that I know we didn't discuss it in depth, but when the adults came back, they didn't physically fight with Pennywise initially. He was just taunting them from afar. So he would be like I think, um I don't know if it I think it was Eddie who saw him in the library. No, it was Richie who saw him in the library. And Richie was like saying he was on the first floor of the library, and Pennywise was up on the second floor taunting him from afar. So it's not Question.
0: Like- question. Did anyone else see him at this library?
2: Oh no, that's the, and that's where kind of like the the PTSD storyline and not storyline exactly, line, but, but where that piece kicks in. But I definitely think that this guy was out and about, and I don't think that where where was he out and about? He was living amongst them, Brad. He could have. He could have been the new janitor, Why is it the no way... Order order in the court, I will just point out to
1: defense and prosecution, you will allow each other to speak, otherwise you will be found in contempt. Uh, Prosecution, please continue.
2: Yeah, I just think that this is someone... uh, This goes back again to this town, to the police department, and to just most of the adults. And we, I mean... I know we didn't talk much about Bev's story and like what she had to go through in life. But there was even a time where she talks about almost being sexually assaulted in front of a neighbor and the neighbor seeing everything happen and just walking away. So I think that that shows what kind of adults are in this town, that they don't care what is happening to these kids.
0: I grant that it's, that this is a (laughs) town of people that don't seem to care about their neighbors, I absolutely agree. What I find troubling is that no one remembers seeing a person dressed as a clown. I do not find that believable in the least.
2: Well, I do. So there's that. <laughs> so we're gonna have to just agree to disagree on that. One. <laughs> I, I, you know, I just think like when we're talking about someone being sexually assaulted and the neighbor walking away, that goes beyond not caring about their neighbors, and it it really is turning a true blind eye to what is happening. And I think that that is the case here. And I don't think anyone wants to speak about it because they don't want anything to potentially happen to them i think that that's a real fear for them that if I they talk d- about it something could happen
0: now these neighbors that ignored this <laughs> uh, clear monsters we can all agree oh um, for sure but now if asked would they say that it happened or would they say that that they ignored it which that's my question did they notice it or did they ignore it
2: Oh, that, and that's a question that none of the documentaries have asked. And I wish some, I mean, not me, because like I said, never going to dairy. But I wish <laughs> someone would go and ask that question. Because I, I, too, I don't understand. I mean, in any of it, it, even if it was Henry, even if it was Henry that did it, if we want to go back to that, the fact that he's carved his name into people, the fact that he's rubbed their face raw with snow with snow guys <laughs> like why, why wh- how do people just ignore this and let this continue and tell it not just that he murdered his dad but that supposedly he's murdered all these other kids and it wasn't like he was questioned about those kids at one point he confesses and another story they they did ask about it which is so crazy to me they just ask oh hey, did you kill these kids and he just didn't defend himself Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, it just makes no sense to me the way that this town um, lacks reaction to what's happening.
0: Sure, absolutely. But I still (laughs) don't believe that they would miss a clown. I don't think they would lie and say, no, we didn't see a clown if they saw a clown. I I don't think that's realistic at all. And also... Might I might I point out that these kids not only said that a clown was the murderer, they also said this clown wasn't really a clown, but a <laughs> shape-shifting spider.
2: Okay, we didn't go into that part, but okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, I understand these kids have been through a lot. I understand that they might uh, hallucinate things. They might be confused. They're clearly distraught. They've been through a lot. There's no question. But... I think there's a much more reasonable explanation. And when we have Henry Bowers, known juvenile delinquent, killed his father, we know this. We know that he carved his initials into one of these kids. Like, we know that he somehow made somebody's face bleed with snow. (laughs) He's a magician. (laughs) I mean, this is a brutal, sadistic person. We don't need to go to the fanciful stories about clowns for this. There's a basic explanation. Henry Bowers was the killer. Pennywise the clown probably doesn't exist. There's no evidence he does exist. And therefore, we can't hold him guilty because we don't even know if he's real. And And if he was real... How would we know that he was responsible? There's no- There's absolutely nothing here. There is no case here. Pennywise, the dancing clown, is clearly not guilty of these crimes.
2: Uh, Tammy, Uh, do you have a response? Yeah, I think you are putting too much faith into the people of Derry. That's what I definitely think, because I think they would do everything in their power to deny anything bad was happening. At all. They can't even figure out where 300 settlers went. Or however many. Like, they do not care to the extent that they purposely ignore and do not bring anything else to the table. They do not look for a child's, these children's killer. They don't look for him. The whole thing with Henry is the only thing they can pin him on is his dad's murder. They cannot pin him on, really, these kids deaths they're just throwing that in I don't know as far as DNA evidence if there's anything they can do now I have a feeling in dairy they probably did not keep good records so they probably can't because um, that would be the other way that I would try and see where the true killer is uh, I, again I do not think that this guy was a serious clown. I don't think he was playing at children's parties. I think it was someone who was simply using that as his <laughs> not away. a serious clown <laughs>
1: as opposed to <laughs> it, was,
2: it wasn't his it wasn't like he was a clown at parties. I think it was just a way for him to entice children. Uh, to wherever he was murdering them out as is... as
0: as a former clown i do uh respect <laughs> uh, your defense <laughs> of serious clowns
2: <laughs> oh you guys know what i meant uh, <laughs> so i mean i i my opinion as the prosecutor prosecutor is it was not henry bowers it definitely was someone um you know, I, I'm open to the idea of years later it being a copycat killer. However, I do think the initial killings were done by someone dressed as a clown. And again, I'm just calling him Pennywise for the sake of argument.
1: Um, Brad, do you have a closing statement?
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> in closing, um, Tammy just said that she's open to the idea that it could have been someone else dressing as a clown i think that goes to the heart of it right there there's no evidence here we cannot hold pennywise the clown responsible because there's no reason to believe pennywise exists it's that simple yes the people of Derry um are monsters they don't care <laughs> but are you gonna tell me that parents whose child was murdered uh, would just ignore a clown that is murdering people. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't hold up. Henry Bowers did these crimes. There is no Pennywise the Clown. Therefore, we cannot hold Pennywise guilty. Find evidence. And there is none.
1: Uh, Tammy, would you like to do your closing statement?
2: Yeah, I would agree with Brad. Find evidence. Find evidence of Henry doing it. We have some... Uh, you know He somebody's, made somebody's yeah.
0: face bleed with snow
2: <laughs> Exactly and and prosecute him for that That's fine but we have no evidence Of him killing children We have nothing to hold him uh, To that other than circumstantial Evidence that he was A bad guy sure he could have been There are plenty of bad people in Derry It could have been anybody In Derry to be honest <laughs> Like those people are terrible You've admitted it yourself Brad They're monsters
0: Absolutely, Any of
2: them could have been taking these children.
0: Any of don't... the people of Derry, but not oh, a yeah. mysterious clown that no one's heard of. It was
2: someone in the town dressed as a clown. That is my argument. It is not that it's a random person coming in on a, a cloud. It so, so should some... we?
0: Why are we prosecuting Ronald McDonald?
2: I mean, um, we... excuse me. <laughs> he was
1: never. But Brad, you have had your final statement. I would ask you to let Tammy. <laughs> Uh, Finish her statement. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Claire. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, again, there's no evidence here of who to prosecute. I do blame that on the town of Derry and their shoddy police work. (laughs) At best, if we can even call it police work, I don't know what they were doing, but they were not really investigating any of these stories. In fact, I think we saw like news footage of Ann, and it didn't even seem like the police had on similar uniforms. So I don't know where they're pulling people from, but they, you know, they definitely are not focused on these murders. And if they were, then maybe they would find the individual living amongst them who is killing these kids. Oh, okay, well,
1: thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you've both given me a lot to think about, um, and I am ready to uh, to give my verdict. And um, what I have to say is that um, Henry Bowers has been convicted. We know he murdered his father. We also know that um, we have seven um, uh, eyewitness testimonies that say he was the last person um, in the vicinity of... Victor Christ and Belch Huggins before they were both also found murdered um, and we have a timeline that does suggest that this seems to be the pattern that he is always there when people go missing. We know that he was there when uh, Patrick Hoxted also went missing. Um, Though we we don't actually know what happened to him as no body was found. Uh, I will also say that a lot of the children that went missing haven't actually been confirmed as murdered and there is a chance that they have run away from this horrible, horrible town um, <laughs> and left. And I, I, I hope they did because this town is full of monsters. Um, so in what I have to say is, I I do believe that we can't actually prosecute and convict an idea of a person when you're not giving me someone concrete to prosecute, Tammy, I'm afraid. Um, so with that, I have to say that I find, uh, in this case, I find Pennywise the Dancing Clown not guilty. I would like to
2: blame all of that on the police department and Jerry, and Jerry May. Your statement has been noted. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alright guys, so whew, that was a rough one to get through but uh, we did it. So, um, Brad, would you like to tell us what we're doing on the next episode? And I'd also like to know
1: what our listeners think in regards to Oh yeah. Uh, what would you do if you were in my shoes, in
0: my judge shoes?
1: Convict,
2: convict, convict, I say.
1: <laughs> you had your chance, Tammy. Shush. <laughs>
0: Um, so next episode uh, we'll be stepping away from murder doing something a little bit lighter uh, we'll be talking about a jewel thief Nikki Holiday
2: i Okay. not for crime but you know I
1: know your whole story huh? you do?
0: absolutely I know exactly what happened to you
2: where does Lady Holiday get
1: off calling me an ostrich we'll get even with Lady Holiday tonight
0: jewel heist on Main Street Lady Holiday's jewel stolen. Fashion queen of London robbed. You're fired. I'll be lunching with my brother Mickey. He's second in command here, and he's an irresponsible parasite. We don't want the bad guys to win. We're about to embark on a potentially dangerous mission. There could be physical violence. There could be gunplay. And there's the
1: slightest chance that somebody might even get killed.
0: That was my necklace, but where are the diamonds? Where are the diamonds? Miss Piggy stole my
1: necklace.
0: What if we drift out to sea? What if we never heard from it again? The all-new musical mystery movie, The Great Muppet Caper, Starring out, Rated G. Starts Friday. Consult Friday's newspapers for theaters and showtimes. So with that, as we prepare, a. Uh, we will be uh, randomizing the positions again so that we can uh, go through judge, judge jury, jury, and, and executioner. executioner. So, next episode, serving as the prosecution, Claire. Ooh. Ooh.
2: Okay. <gasps> okay.
0: <laughs> Defense, Tammy.
2: Oh, man! I really want to be a judge! Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, I will be the judge. Nice.
2: Nice. That's awesome. Okay, so I'm defense for Nikki Holiday.
0: Oh, I'm very excited we all have to switch our, our posts yeah, around. Yeah, definitely. That's
2: very exciting. Alright, well, I look forward to uh, covering that crime with you guys uh, next time. So, anything else before we end this episode? <laughs>
1: Uh, just, just don't go if you're going to go on holiday soon. Just avoid the a, a 100 mile radius of Derry Main, I would say. Absolutely. And definitely don't take your children there,
0: especially not in the winter. Mm, definitely <laughs> eh? avoid heavy snowfall.
2: <laughs> yeah, it could like cut your face or
0: something. Yeah, some really. So I do need someone to like explain <laughs> this. Uh, uh, um, face bleeding via snow. Brad we got snow here at the moment just pop on over I would love to I have a sunburn in February so I would love some snow
2: (laughs) alright guys uh, then I think that's it
1: bye bye thanks for listening if you want to send us feedback you can contact us via true true crime at
2: reactionary-sass.com join our absolutely true true crime Facebook group and follow us at true true crime on Twitter Call the SAS line, 321-710-4947, and maybe you can help solve a mystery.
0: Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. Beep, beep, Richie!